T.J. Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. For those that enjoyed the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. The leader in male grooming is taking it to the next level. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off on the Lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I just want to know if any everybody can hear me. Can you all hear me before I get started? Because I was having some issues with the soundboard. So can you all hear me? And if you can hear me, then I'll go ahead and get started. If you can't hear me, then I'm probably going to have to <laughs> press the reset. But can you all hear me? Okay, good. Good, good. Um, no echo or anything like that, right? No echo, anything like that, because like I said, I've been having some issues with the soundboard. As soon as I pressed the live button, uh, <laughs> I noticed that the soundboard was a little bit funny. So, But thank you all for being here. Thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. Um, <clears throat> Shouts out to everybody that's here. Hope everybody had a good weekend uh, in spite of uh, the Saints' uh, heartbreaking loss. Uh, in London to the Minnesota Vikings. Shouts out to everybody that uh, that chimed in on yesterday's show. Um, probably one of the highest rated lives that we ever had at one time. Um, you know, as I had a time, as I had time to decompress about this loss, I have to tell you who that nation. Um, I woke up this morning. Um, I'm, I'm pretty fired up. You know, I may not sound like it in my voice, but I'm pretty fired up about uh, this team. And um, what was going on right now, uh, not in a positive way. 
Um, we're going to be talking about the Saints halfway, well, the first quarter of the season, the first four games, and what have we learned about this New Orleans Saints team? Um, you know who that nation, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, I kind of went off on the last show, uh, you know, talking about the referees and, and how the referees pretty much are deciding the fate of the New Orleans Saints down the stretch and, and key points of the game. And, you know, people, you know, chimed in. A lot of them weren't fans of the New Orleans Saints, and they'll say stuff like, you know, stop crying, stop complaining, this, that, and the third. But, you know, I, I don't look for I don't look for any type of logic coming from people that's fans of other teams because here's the reality. Uh, we all know that uh, they don't care about, you know, the referee screwing over the Saints. They don't care about uh, the Saints getting the short end of the stick. Because, you know, by the Saints losing, it may, it helps their benefit. So for anybody that was like chiming in in a comment, chiming in throughout the show, uh, saying those type of things, like you get absolutely like no credit for that at all. OK, um, I'm only willing to speak to logical people, you know, real logical people that in spite of the fact that you may dislike a team, you know, to have these type of conversations, because it's pretty obvious what happened when it comes to like, you know, late games and and a lot of people will say well there were bad calls throughout the entire game once again for those that didn't check me out on twitter um i ask i encourage everybody that didn't see this documentary about referee tim donahue he was a referee in the nba i encourage you to check that out and, and you see how he was able to manipulate the game and how he was able to kind of you know do some things in order to make the game go a certain way so a lot of people may say, well, it happened in the game. You know, it happened in, a, you know, it, it, you know, in the beginning, in the first quarter, this happened, you know, so you can't complain about this. But a lot of times they may not they may not make calls or they may make calls to justify them making calls in the end so we can have these type of conversations. But that's not really what I want to talk about. Let's talk about uh, the Saints first half of the season. To be honest, that who that nation uh the Saints are terrible. Um, anybody that thinks that, <laughs> you know, this team is not terrible, they're terrible. I'm going to tell you how terrible we are. Uh, we're so terrible. We're dead last in the NFC South for the first time. And I don't know how long, uh, also, uh, we're so terrible that the New York jets have a better record than us. Let that sink in. The New York freaking jets have a better record than the new Orleans saints. It's pretty bad, man. And, and not to mention, um, uh, you know, Dennis Allen, head coach Dennis Allen, a.k.a. Captain Cleanup, as I will uh, go, uh, call him going forward. He he will now be known as Captain Cleanup because every single time he goes to the podium, he always talks about cleaning something up. So until they clean something up, I'm, I'm going to call him Captain Cleanup because they're always talking about cleaning something up. They're always talking about, oh, you're shooting yourself in the foot. All this stuff is basically uh, uh, just becoming like background noise. I'm really starting to feel like Dennis Allen was not the best choice for the head coaching position. And some people will say, you know, it's been four weeks, give him a chance. I don't know, man, when, when teams are, are, are doing the same things over and over and over again, it's rather two things. It's rather they're badly coached or the team, the players just don't respect you. And people can say what they want about Sean Payton, but the players respected him. And there was a, a there was a level of excellence that he wanted this team to have. And Dennis Allen, to me, don't seem like he's the answer. Now, the worst thing about this is 
if this goes forward and Dennis Allen ends up like getting fired, then I feel like it might jeopardize the defense and how they're playing. Because even though to me, he's not a really good head coach as of right now, he's a really good coordinator. So by probably losing him as a head coach, you possibly could be losing him, you know what I'm saying, as a coordinator. And that, and with that regards, your defense might take a step back. But to me, after the first uh, quarter of the season, Dennis Allen is not the answer. He He's not the answer. Like, usually, like, we'll have, like, some type of optimism when it comes to the second half, right? The first half, the Saints ain't never really been a first-half team. They come out in the second half, they make the adjustments, and, you know, they start to, like, clamp down on the things that they made the mistakes they made in the first half, and then they get better. But in the second half, I'm noticing fumbles. I'm noticing three and outs. It just seems like to me like they just don't have it together. And I'm I'm getting tired of sh- shooting yourself in the foot. We got to clean that up. Like it, it comes a point in time when you just have to realize that maybe this guy isn't the answer. And as of right now, I just feel like he's not the answer. It's not like he has it, – it's not like this was like a, a Bill Belichick or something like that, right? If Bill Belichick was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints and they were one and three, I think we know that his history shows that he can turn a corner. But Dennis Allen, as of right now, has a head coaching record of eight and 31. Um, and this team is like extremely undisciplined. Uh, another thing, uh, the offense uh, continues to have those like issues. And even though uh, they had improved in the last game, they did do some things good. It probably was the best offensive performance that they had the entire season uh, get in where you fit in, why that happened, but it still leaves a lot to be desired. You still see guys, you know, not doing the right things. You still see, uh, you know, not putting the emphasis on the run. Uh, the offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael seems like, you know, he, he's asking Madden, you know what I'm saying? For advice, instead of like going by what he feels and, and trusting his gut, you know, it, it's just bad. And then not to mention, you know, we up here talking about quarterbacks and who need to be starting. But in, in all honesty, both quarterbacks leave a lot to be desired, in my opinion. Uh, this team was is not what we all possibly, you know, all thought this team was going to be. We thought this team was going to be much better, much improved, high powered, you know, and because of the offense uh, that, you know, players that they brought in. But it, it just does not look like it. And. I think it's time for us to like come to the reality that this might be a bad season for the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, you think about you think about what they gave up in order for them to get the draft position in they have. And if the season ends up continuing to be the way that it is. Um, I, I, <laughs> the, the Eagles going to get like a top five pick and the Saints are going to be on the outside looking in and you're still going to try to find yourself. Uh, searching for answers but the biggest the biggest uh thing that i see is i I just think that the coaching is terrible like i said it can be two things it's rather you know the coaches can't coach or the or the players just not listening to them and i don't feel like there's like a point of emphasis uh when it comes to these players i don't i don't see a lot of fire on the field i don't see a lot of uh swag on the field i don't see a lot of confidence it just seems like guys are just kind of doing stuff without any rhyme or reason and once again, I, I mean, just go look at the body language. Just go look at uh, like guys like Deontay Hardy. I mean, Deontay Hardy, to me, you know, was hungry his first year. You know what I'm saying? He was a dynamic kick returner. It seems like to me like he don't even want to be on the team. 
I still feel like the reason why he feels this way, and I could be wrong, but I think it has a lot to do with the fact he wants to get paid and the Saints haven't paid him, uh, and they probably not even uh, negotiating with him. Uh, if if Dennis Allen was any type of real head coach, based on a body language, based on uh, him talking about we need to see what we're doing uh, asking who we're uh, asking to do certain things. If, if you're really about that life, then Deontay Harden needs to be on the sidelines. Okay. I think you have a really good kick returner that's on a practice squad named Rashid Shahid, right? Why not give him an opportunity? I'm pretty sure he's a lot more hungrier than Deontay Hardy is. And I take no pleasure in, in talking about Deontay Hardy in this regards because I got a lot of respect for him. Uh, he's a good guy. Uh, behind the scenes, he's a good dude, but it just seems like to me, um, he just lost his passion to play this game. And maybe he feels like he has more to offer and the Saints are not doing it, uh, not giving them opportunities. And I can understand that. But phoning it in, I mean, it's still not going to get you paid. I mean, you can you can believe anything you want to, but other teams are going to be looking at that body language and it could affect your bottom line anyway. But to me, I think it needs to start with that. Uh, the special teams is just absolutely trash. Uh, I don't know what happened from last year to this year. It's some of the same guys that's out there. It seems like everybody has taken a step back on special teams. Uh, that trick play they were not prepared for. Uh, the undisciplined of Andrew Dowell hitting a guy out of bounds. Uh, when you had opportunity to get back into the game, you gave them 15 extra yards of field position. It, it's just bad football being played. And I, I know we we look at this team and, and there's a lot of bright spots. And I really feel like, you know, there, there's a lot in a lot of ways this team can improve, but Based on the coaching, uh, based on the way that they're playing right now, there's not a lot of optimism, like in my opinion. There's not. I really do not know from game to game what type of New Orleans Saints team that, you, that you're going to get. And, you know, offense moved the ball pretty well. Uh, good uh, third down uh, conversion rate, better than some games past. But I don't know, man. I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in this team this year. I mean, it has a lot to do with the coaching because I don't have – a lot of confidence in these coaches. You know, I, I just seen like it just seemed like to me, like these coaches don't know what the hell they're doing. And it, it is and it shows you like maybe like some of the guys like Sean Payton and on the field, some guys like Drew Brees just disguised a lot of the ineptitude of what this team is. And now that those guys are gone, it's starting to rear his ugly head. Um I, I went back and I watched the game and the biggest uh thing that I got uh from watching that game once again was the fact that there really no no energy on this team like guys are just doing stuff guys are just out there just doing stuff and i'm not saying that they're quitting they try to fight very hard but i'm telling you man it's gonna come a time where you know we gotta clean this up we gotta clean that up that's not gonna be good enough and, and guys are gonna start like not buying into what you're doing and to me i just feel like dennis allen is just a little bit too lenient with some of these players you know, I just feel like, you know, he's not sending a lot of messages and 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 looking at it, you know, he's he's worried about <clears throat> not, you know, saying hurting any guy's feelings. Like even like some of the questions that they ask him when it comes to like bad play or something like that. He's always talking about cleaning it up. So Captain Cleanup, a.k.a. head coach Dennis Allen uh, needs to figure it out or he's going to be on the outside looking in. You know, I'm going to tell you all how bad it is. I'm going to be I'm going to be 100 percent real with you all, in my opinion. This division, I'm talking about when it comes to the coaches, from Matt Rule, Todd Bowles, Dennis Allen, 
it's going to hurt me to say this, but I really honestly strongly feel like the Atlanta Falcons going to win this division. That's how bad I feel like, you know what I'm saying, things are going to get. Like, I'm serious. Like, if you think about, like, as far as, like, consistency, coaching, who who probably got the best chance, that's how bad this division is. I'm serious. As of right now. Now, all this right here is based on the first half of the season and why I look at the trajectory of these teams. Because when you look at Tampa, um, Tampa is facing what Tampa is facing what the Saints have faced back in 2020. That that's what they're doing. Like Drew Brees was a, a efficient quarterback, right? But at that particular point, he had to rely solely strongly on the defense. So if the defense don't play lights out then you're probably not going to win the game. That's what I see when I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, I mean, his football immortality is is finally starting to catch up with him. You know what I'm saying? It's finally starting to catch up with him. You can tell the way that he's playing, the way that he's throwing the football. You you can tell. Like, if that defense ain't bringing it every single week, they're not going to win anything. Uh, if you look at the trajectory, I'm, I'm dead serious. Y'all, y'all know I don't, I don't sugarcoat in the show. The Atlanta Falcons are the best team in the South and best chance. And they have the best chance to win when it comes to coaching, when it comes to like players buying into the system, when it comes to like overcoming certain things. Now I really like the only thing I feel like they're stopping them in that opinion is probably benching Marcus Mariota for Desmond Ritter. If they, if, if, <laughs> if they do that, I guarantee you they're going to have a strong chance of winning the division. That's how bad it is. And y'all know it hurt me to say this. But I, I got to call it for what it is. If I'm looking at the NFC South, when they talk about the best team that got the best chance to win, it's the Atlanta Falcons. That's how bad it is. And that's how much that's how much of lack of confidence I have in Dennis Allen as a head coach as of right now. I mean, the dude basically is just out like it, it, it looked bad, man. It, it's, it's looking bad. It, it's looking bad. And I, I don't see any signs of it uh, letting up. I mean, I think the Saints are going to win some games. I think they, you know, they probably going to, you know, have some some knockout drag outs like they had with the Falcons, like they had with the Vikings. They might come out on a receiving end. But this is this is a bad football team right now. And I and the Saints as of right now might be the worst team in football. Now, uh everybody like you're saying you're giving up too early. No, I'm not. I'm look, all of this right now, I'm not saying that this is this might end up being this way. I'm I'm doing it. I'm saying it's based on the first half of the season. I'm talking about the first quarter of the season, I should say. I'm not saying I'm giving up. I'm saying based on the first quarter of the season, by what I see, I'm talking about from the teams, I'm talking about from the coaches, I'm talking about from this. This is what I'm talking about right here. I, I'm just being real. You know, like th- this could possibly change. All what I'm saying right now is based on the first quarter of the season and what I'm seeing. The Saints, as of right now, in my honest opinion, in the first quarter of the season, may be the worst team in football. I mean, because they're they're prop they gotta be one, like one of the worst coach teams in, in football after the first quarter of the season. May not be what you want to hear, but look, in order for you to create a change, you have to look in the mirror and, and realize that there is a problem. You know, you talk about the 12-step program. Right. What's the first thing they tell you to admit you got a problem? The Saints got a problem. And, uh, you know, and, and until you like address it, 
Like y'all, you can believe what you want. Okay. You can believe all of whatever you want to believe. But in the first quarter of the season, the Saints might be the worst team in football. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I know people may not want to hear that, but I'm I'm doing this bit. I'm not saying that it could, you know what I'm saying? They can't turn a corner. There's, there's a chance that they can. Uh, but based on the first quarter of the season, they they're one of the worst teams in football. Uh, you doing call-ins? Uh, no, I'm not because the soundboard is acting up at the station. I'm surprised I even I'm even able to talk to y'all right now. Uh, extra bull facts, sad but true. Millie, I swear, I feel you. TJDA said he's not your cleanup woman. Well, he, he acting like it, you know. He, he acting like it. All you talk about is cleaning something up. Glad I was at church Sunday, prevented me from raging. Yeah. You need Christ in your life if you're going to be dealing with the, this uh, Saints, especially based on the first uh, quarter of the season. Went from one of the best in the division to one of the worst. And the thing about it is, Smoke, I feel like if you put a if you put a decent coach or a right coach in this position, I mean, I don't feel the Saints can be easy like three and one or even undefeated. They they got the they got the talent. They got the the guys to get the job done. I just question the head coach. I just think he's in over his head as of right now. But we'll see. Red Rifle looked good, but uh, I'm for getting Winston healthy. That's why he was playing bad. If you had bad pressure, you'll suck too. Look, I, look, I'm at this particular point, man. I don't, I don't even care about the quarterback position anymore like that. You know, whoever out there, hopefully they'll have a, a good run at it. Uh, I, I'd rather look at, like, what's going on with this team. I, don't, I, I think it's way beyond, like, the quarterback position. I just think that this team is just undisciplined. They're, they're not putting emphasis on things. And maybe they are putting emphasis on things, but I don't think guys like honestly care like uh if they were called out at a meeting when Sean Payton was there, or if they was called out at a meeting and Bill Belichick was the coach, or you know what I'm saying, Sean McVay was the coach. I just think that at this particular point, you know, it, it, it's almost like, you know what I'm saying, he he's playing good cop. You know, man, you gotta hold these dudes accountable and maybe you gotta shake some things up because just saying we got to clean things up and we're shooting ourselves in the foot and we almost there and like we round in the corner. Like, man, I'm tired of hearing that. Like nobody cares about that stuff. Like we're four games into the season going into the fifth. Nobody cares about that. Okay. You're supposed to be trying to fix those type of things during preseason. So it won't show itself in the regular season. And this team right here, like I said, they, they, they wait too long in order to get started. Uh, You know, they wait too long to try to figure things out. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like any side of the ball actually believes in the other. The defense doesn't believe in the offense. The offense don't believe in the special teams. The, the special teams don't believe in, like, it's it just like, oh, if I, it, it, they're not playing together. You know, if I don't make this tackle on special teams, you know, like, then this is going to happen. The defense is like, well, if we don't make them punt, then, you know what I'm saying, like, we're going to lose the game. Like, it's, it's, it's bad business. And, um, Anybody that just feels like there's there's a easy fix for this, I mean it is, but I just feel like it's not the right person to do the to, to uh fix this. I mean, like I said, it could change. I could be wrong, but as of right now, I, I look at man, there are coaches out there that are good coordinators that shouldn't be head coaches. And Dennis Allen and guys like Ty Bowles, I don't feel like they they're good head coaches. I think they're good coordinators. Uh, Wade Phillips is another guy. Wade Phillips was a really good coordinator, good defensive mind, not a very good head coach. Uh, Vic Fangio, good defensive mind, not a very good head coach. 
And the Saints are kind of reminding me of a, a Vic Fangio uh, type Denver Bronco team. Uh, Facts TJ, Drew was able to make extremely quick decisions, which made him great. That's depressing. Damn, we that bad. I, man, it's bad right now. It's bad. Big low channel on cloud nine. Them Falcon fans are overjoyed that they won. I mean, I'm telling you, man, this, this division is not good. Like, it's not good. If you if you look at the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, they scored 31 points uh, last night. You know, they, they basically, to me, they got steamrolled, absolutely steamrolled. Like, you can you can try to dress it up any way you want to, but they were outclassed, and they, their defense got humiliated out there in, in some cases. But it also just kind of makes you jealous <clears throat> when your offense is struggling and you see the offense of the Chiefs just, coming up with all type of innovative stuff, but they, they don't really score a lot of points. It don't seem like their offense is in sync. Um, and Tom Brady, to me, he can't like, he can't fix like some of the issues that they have, you know what I'm saying? So they're just like the new Orleans Saints. Like they got to have a lights out defensive performance. And even for them to be in the game, I think that uh, Tom Brady can make some throws still. I mean, he still, you know, look like Tom Brady, but you can tell like, like there's something that's that's missing. You can tell like it's the end is actually near. Now you can tell, and I'm not just saying that. I, I'm I'm not just saying this because I'm a Saints fan. I'm saying it because it's true. Like I don't know if it's the the um the marriage issues or it's the fact that maybe he's hurting or maybe it's just the fact that his age is catching up with him. I don't know. But if that defense don't play lights out, I can't see them. I can't see them winning a lot of games. Uh, we who that tend to get discouraged at a little adversity will get it together. Don't panic. It, it's not about panicking, you know. Like it, it's not about panicking, and it's not about uh, not dealing with adversity. We, I can, I, you can deal with adversity, but also in the midst of adversity, I think that you need to address the obvious. Like this is not a good football team. Like we can talk, we can talk about this all day. We can talk about the the talent that they have on the team. And all this kind of stuff there. Yes, there's a lot of talent. But this is not a good football team. That's the reality, Who That Nation. As of right now, on this day, I'm recording this. Well, I'm doing this live on a Monday, October the 3rd. The Saints are not a good football team. They're not. And we can try to, like, justify this and that. But they're not a good football team. Like, you basically, good football teams can make mistakes and still try to weather them. The Saints basically you you gotta you have to play basically perfect for the Saints to even like win this game. They can't afford like any type of mistakes, you know. Like it, you know, because if if there's a turnover on offense, right? There's a chance that you like let's just say it happens in the first quarter, you know, saying so, like you driving on in the red zone. There's a chance that the Saints might not see the red zone to like the third or the fourth quarter. That's not a good thing, man. Like. It's not about overcoming adversity and all that kind of – I mean, it's about facing reality. And as of right now, they're not a good football team. I mean, we like I said, again, we can justify it all day, all night, but that's the reality right now. Can they become a better football team? The season is still young. But as of right now, they're not a good football team. Uh, let's see. Uh, stop the cap. The Bucks are winning the division easily. Um what what about the what have you seen about the Tampa Bay Bucks that tells you that they're gonna win this division easily? And I assume that you're a fan. But you know, what what makes you what makes you believe that? What what have you seen from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that tells you they're gonna win this division easily? 
I mean, probably besides your fandom. Uh, Ty Bowles doesn't seem as effective as a coach as Bruce, but it's uh, been a full week so far. Um, look, <laughs> I seen I seen Ty Bowles with the Jets. That's all I can uh, base that on. Um, I seen Dennis Allen with the with the Raiders. That's all I can base it on. And if you look at how they're actually coaching, I'm telling you, man, like I don't see. I, I'm I'm like, look, I see the side of the football that they are known for being a coordinator of be dominant. But on the opposite side of the football, like I ain't seeing dominance. Like, let, let's take like, honestly, let's take a look at this. Let's let's look at this. Right. Both of these guys are really good coordinators defensively. Right. They're, they're basically the elites of the elite when it comes to defense. And both of these defenses are playing like lights out defense. Both of them are really, really good. And their offense is struggling. But here's the problem. You can be a good coordinator and you can coach that side of, of the ball, which both of them are doing. But what about the other side of the ball? When you're the head coach, you are supposed to monitor and oversee all facets of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. Your defense is dominant, but your offense and your special teams suck. So what that's telling me right now is rather – the the offensive uh, coordinators and the special team coordinators don't respect you, or you're not uh, you're not demanding excellence from them. Now, when it comes to like Ryan Nielsen and and, and Chris Richard, you know I, I guarantee you probably expecting greatness from him because that's his calling card. But once again, your your job is not to just you know clean up one side of the store. Your job is to oversee the entire structure, and you're not doing that. Okay, it's like when I was a uh, you know, when I was uh, uh, managing, I was I used to manage a retail store, right? And I used to have, like, you know, assistants that were with me. And there would be one side of the store that I would say, okay, when the truck comes in, I'll put this stuff up right here, right? And you all focus on that right there, right? So I get the stuff. I make sure that it's organized and clean on that particular side. But at the same time, I would go over to the other sides where, you know, I told the other people to – you know, focus on, and I'll see if they did what they were supposed to do. Now, if I would just focus on one side, oh, and everybody like, oh, man, this side look real good, but what's going on over here? That's kind of like where we're at right now, right? Your defense looks good, but the offense and the special teams is looking like trash. There, There's, there's something that's going on here, folks. I mean, some guys are just really good coordinators and not good head coaches, and I just think that both of these guys, like, to me, both of these guys are like really good at what they do when it comes to defense. But as as overseer of the entire uh you know franchise, I, I I question that as of right now. We have been playing very undisciplined football, and penalties have been hurting us tremendously. The only bright side is Alave. Yeah, you know, but it can it keep on happening. What what can you say? That's who you are. Like seriously, that's that's who you are. And I feel like honestly, I feel like that's extremely hypocritical. Not for some people, not if you don't feel this way. I'm not talking about you. Once again, if I'm preaching on chicken thieves, the only person that's going to get mad is the chicken thief. But I feel like it's, it's very hypocritical, right, for people to be like, man, you know, we 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 have a chance to, like, turn it around and, you know, the, the issues that we have are hurting us, but we can, we can weather the storm. It, it's just the, being undisciplined. But you have, like, some people that just come in when it comes to like the quarterback player Jameis Winston, we just automatically just w- wash our hands with that. Like, oh, it ain't no saving it. 
right? So the positive things that he actually do, you don't look at, you know what I'm saying, and justify um, your cases with the negatives that he do. So I just feel like sometimes we're like, man, we, we right there, we right there. And we can see like some good things and we focus on those good things when it comes to the Saints. But when it came to like uh, Jameis Winston, we weren't doing that with him. I, I don't I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like it just shows me how some people can actually, you know, use certain things to try to justify their arguments about uh, about certain things and, and make it benefit when they want it to benefit. But um, that had nothing to do with what you're saying, but it just made me think about that. You know, how people like the only thing that's wrong with this is, you know, is this. And if they do this, then we can clean this up. And I believe that. But if somebody be like, well, you know, if they change the offense around and, you know, maybe make it work for, you know, Jameis Winston, it'd be better. Nah, we, we can't fix that. That's unfixable right there. So it, it's just amazing to me, like how, you know, we can use certain things to justify the way that we feel. But uh, <laughs> and, and sometimes we just don't. Uh, cool sports. Uh, no, TJ, my boy. We not the worst. The Texans are worse than us. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, the Carolina Panthers beat us. I mean, and they they want the and that fan base wants their head coach on a sil- head on a silver platter. They want Matt Rule's head on a silver platter. So I I don't know. Go get Tyler Hunt uh, Tyler Hundley. I wouldn't be mad at that. That dude a pretty that dude pretty good. He gonna end up starting somewhere. He gonna end up being a starting quarterback. Brian says everything you're saying. I said about how we playing. I was told I wasn't a real Saints fan for telling the truth. Allen wasn't it. With no first rounder, Mickey will need to earn his money on this one. Yeah, I mean, look, I just think that a lot of people wanted to give this thing a chance, and I think a lot of us like psyched ourselves out about this. Like, oh, it was it was the Raiders. You know, it was the Raiders. The Raiders are the reason why, and I was too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I'm I'm absolved of this. I, I mean, I wanted to get a do it a chance too. Like, all right, man, it's the Raiders. You know, the Raiders are a snake bit organization. They they dysfunctional. That's the reason why it couldn't work out there. But I mean, as of right now, man, you have to wonder like, was it the Raiders or was it Dennis Allen? You know, but I don't know, man. I, I just think to me. I'm wondering, did the Saints really like honestly do their due diligence uh, or they just felt like they was in a different position from other organizations? Like, for example, if a coach gets fired, uh, basically you hire a coach and you allow him to come in and bring his own coaching staff. Right. But the Saints situation was different. Sean Payton didn't get fired. He stepped down. So you you and there's really nothing wrong with your team. Right. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't the coaches. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying, the team. It wasn't the players. It was just the coach decided that he wanted to step down. So it was different, right? So I think that the Saints didn't want to lose what they had. They didn't want to lose their coaching staff. They wanted to keep everything in place. They wanted to keep their structure in place so they hired from within. So they was like, okay, if we hire from within, we will be able to keep some of the same guys. But I also feel like when I think about this, maybe the New Orleans Saints – maybe pressure P. Carmichael into becoming an offensive coordinator. Because if you remember, he was going to stay on the staff, but he wasn't going to be the offensive coordinator. So I don't know if somebody came to him and like, man, come on, Pete, we need you. We need you. Maybe when a guy said, you know, I don't know about being an offensive coordinator, maybe they should have been like, well, okay, let's go out here and try to find one to try to see if we can actually, you know, make this thing work. And the thing about it is the Saints had a chance. It, It like, 
Michael Thomas hasn't played really in almost two years. Jarvis Landry was a new uh, wide receiver. Chris Olave was a new wide receiver. So those was your one, two, and three, respectively. So everybody else that falls down the totem pole, four, five, and six, who was playing, I mean, honestly, them knowing a new playbook, when, you know what I'm saying, doesn't matter at all, right? And, and those guys like Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry, this it's like they're learning a, a new playbook anyway. So I feel like maybe you should have looked into that. I think that sometimes um, – I think sometimes like <laughs> we have a tendency of getting in our own way. I just think that maybe they should have just allowed P Carmichael to stay on the staff and just, you know, get somebody else uh, as an offensive coordinator, because it don't seem like at the beginning that he actually wanted it. And I'm just wondering to myself, like what made him change his mind? Like, did he have like a change of heart? Did they tell him, Oh man, just go think about it. I mean, honestly, if somebody at that, at that particular stage, there's no room for error. So if it's almost like, you know, you 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 have to have you got to come into this thing with straight up confidence. It's almost like when they say about uh, players, they say if a player already been thinking of, is thinking about retirement, you know, saying he probably already retired on the field already. If the dude wasn't prepared and he didn't want to be at, at the first time around, and he says, no, I don't think so. I think you should have went in another direction or. You could have easily like like high, you know, what I'm saying looked at some guys as offensive coordinators, brought them in, and see what type of system they can run. I mean, before you just roll back to him. But it just seemed like to me like they were really adamant on having him as your offense as the offensive coordinator. And I think that might have been a mistake, you know, because I'm I'm wondering like how much passion do you have behind that? You know, how much passion do you have uh, being? Uh, you know, offensive coordinator when you were second guessing, even taking a position in the first place. Although I agree with you, I'm still being optimistic about the season. Anything can happen. Look, I believe in this team. I'm going to continue to believe in this team. I mean, I don't care what their record is. I'm still going to love the team, but I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like as I'm talking about as of right now, as of today. All right. And if I didn't and if I didn't say that at the beginning of the show and I didn't emphasize that, I apologize. But as of today, <laughs> I'm talking about first quarter of the season. This is not a good football team. Now, can they write the ship? Possibly. But I would be lying to you if I'm saying I'm looking at what they have in house as far as like the, the coaches. And I feel I feel very positive about them actually turning the corner. Now, I hope that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but I'm just saying based on what I'm seeing right now, because if the Saints are losing the same ways over and over and over again for the last three weeks, they have lost basically the same way, turning the ball over like they they are they are leading the league and in, in, in turnovers right now. You know, what I'm saying not in a positive way, like giving the ball to to the, the to the other team. Like, you're still having these same issues over and over and over again. It's rather, one, you're not putting emphasis on that. I don't know if it's the drills that you're not doing, but the New Orleans Saints are losing games the same exact way over and over and over again. So what what can you look at? Where are you looking at? I mean, and it's not like it's the same people out there fumbling over and over and over again. It's, it's Hardy fumble, Kamara fumble, Ingram fumble, Dalton fumble. I mean, come on, man. Like, it, it's it's so many different, you know what I'm saying, players. Like, it, I'm telling you, man, maybe it's not – they're not putting emphasis on some of these drills. 
or maybe he's just not driving it home. Or maybe he is thinking that he's driving it home and these players just don't respect him. But as a, something, something is going on, man. But if it continues to be this way, man, it's going to be a long season. That was an excuse because good coaches get the best out of what uh, they have. Look at the Falcons. I think the, man, the Falcons got some talent on their team, man. I, I Look, I was at that game. I, I'm serious. I was at that game when the Saints played the Falcons. The fan base, the, it, man, it felt like a Super Bowl atmosphere up in that thing. Like, that's how bad they wanted to beat the Saints. Like, when they were up, like, I'm talking about, man, the crowd was live. The team was live. It's like they was playing for one another. They just lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was funny. You know what I'm saying? It, it made me laugh. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, they were so into it. Uh, <laughs> they lose. But, look, man, that team right there, like, they believe they believe in what Arthur Smith is, is telling them. You know, they believe in it. And they buying into what he's doing. And I'm telling you, man, that may that may help them down the line. Uh, I want Doug Peterson, but it's hard to judge a team with injuries hindering offense. I doubt Eagles would be 4-0 with Hurts with four vertebrae fractures and starting at running back wide receiver O-line missing games. Here's the thing. Um I asked about the I, I mean, I think I did a show on Doug Peterson. And you know, people are like, nah, man, you know, he he the Eagles, like he look look what he did with the Eagles. And man, look at the Jaguars. Like, look, we can, bruh, we can talk about this all day, but let's 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 put this thing into perspective. Okay. Uh Brian Debo, new head coach with the Giants. Somebody tell me what the Giants record is. Three and one. Uh Doug Peterson. Head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Somebody tell me what their record is. I think they only lost, what, maybe one game? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, look around the league. Uh, Mike McDaniel. What, what, is the, what is the Miami Dolphins record? What, what are they, three and one? So all these new head coaches that came in from, from franchises that were basically kind of snake bit, not doing anything, not winning nothing, then all of a sudden they come in and they got the same guys. And, and you can even make an argument that the guys that they have and they're playing with are not good, better than the, the, the players that the Saints have. But yet they find themselves with a better win-loss record. So somebody tell me, the Saints at the beginning of the season, with all the talent that they had, all the talent they acquired, all the talent that was coming back, people were picking them as a possible Super Bowl contender. They were picking them to possibly win the division, and they find themselves at one and three. So somebody please tell me. Like, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars roster. Look at the Giants roster. Look at the Dolphins roster. Well, the Dolphins, you know what I'm saying? They 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 didn't upgrade it quite a bit. But I'm just look, looking at, like, some of these other teams. Heck, even the Seattle Seahawks, right? Even Seattle, what they 2-2, two and two, people probably thought they was going to be 0-4 at this point. So what I'm saying is sometimes, you know, it, it can't just be about talent. Like, because if that was the case, to me, the Saints should be undefeated. But they are not. So you have to ask yourself the question, like, why is it this way? Why is it this way? Why is this happening? And you got to look at Dennis Allen. You got to look at him, bro. Like, man, like these coaches out here, they they went to some terrible teams, like top five picking teams. And yet this dude like had a really good structure in place. And they brought in even better players and you still can't win or help your team win. Uh, organize enough you know, for your team to have a better win-loss record than what they do? That's bad business, man. 
Like, we can't just sit up here and be talking about, well, we missing this, we missing that. I'm telling you. Man, look at the Giants roster. Uh, look at the Jaguars roster. Uh, look at, you know what I'm saying, look at these some of these teams that got these new head coaches and look at their rosters. The team that the Saints played yesterday, okay? I mean, the Minnesota Vikings are a good offensive team, but their defense stink. Like, go look at that. Go look at them statistically. And yet the Saints, in some cases, couldn't even move the football against one of the worst defenses in football. Like, this team is, like, almost close to dead last when, when it comes to stopping a run. And yet the Saints couldn't move the ball offensively, in, mo- in some cases, against this team. So you have to ask yourself, like, what in the world is going on? Like, I think it's a fair question. I honestly feel like this because if you think about all of the talent that the Saints have and you think about some of the teams that are out here that were struggling and they they put a new head coach in this thing and now all of a sudden they're riding riding the ship and turning a corner and the Saints had less issues than these teams. The biggest issue the Saints had last year was not talent. It was just they were snake bitten with the injuries. So somebody tell me, how is it that a, a snake bitten franchise like the Jaguars can turn it around when they hire a head coach? The Giants can turn it around when they hire a head coach. Uh, the Dolphins can, you know what I'm saying, be leading that division. If they hire, you know what I'm saying, they hiring the head, I mean, they hired a new head coach. So why is it that all these teams are looking better with less talent than New Orleans Saints and the Saints are worse of the bunch? I mean, sometimes you just got to look at who who who's seeing overseeing everything. So, yeah, that I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. I don't want to be harsh. I like D.A., but I wish we would have hired the enemy. I don't see why some teams doesn't hire him, even if it's just to try and throw a kink into the Chiefs armor. Uh, Look, I don't think it'll change at all. Uh, I think that. I think that uh, Andy Reid is a guy who's calling most of them plays. I think Brian uh, the enemy helps out. And look, I I just feel like Andy Reid is the is the mastermind behind that. I'm not saying that Eric Bieniemy is not doing anything. I just think that it this this could possibly be a case of Sean Payton, P. Carmichael type stuff, like how you're just you know like he's just standing there and allowing you know what I'm saying he's he has the offensive coordinator title and yeah he probably instrumental in inputting some of the plays in and stuff like that. But look. It's almost like, okay, y'all y'all know I like wrestling, but it's, I'm going to use this as an example. All right, so behind the scenes, we know that wrestling is predetermined. All right, so you had Vince McMahon who was overseeing, like, all the, the storylines and stuff like that. And then you used to have, like, another writer. His name was Vince Russo. And Vince Russo would come up with these ideas. and But you had um, you had Vince McMahon almost as a buffer, right? Nah, I don't like this. Yeah, I like this. And then all of a sudden, you know, his name started coming up, Vince Russo, all these, all these great ideas. And he ended up getting hired by another wrestling company and he ran it into the ground. Why did he run it into the ground? It's because he didn't have Vince McMahon as a buffer, you know, to say, yeah, no, yeah, no. That's kind of what I feel about was like with Sean Payton, Pete Carmichael, Eric Bien and me, Andy Reid. I feel like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can call this play, but Andy Reid can be like, I, I don't know about that one right now. Let's go with this right here. Right. And, at the end of the day, if the Chiefs are putting up 41 points, well, who's the offensive coordinator? It's making Brian Bienemy look good. Now, I'm not saying that Brian Bienemy can't call plays. All I'm saying is when you have a legendary, like, like an elite play caller like Andy Reid, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel, I feel like you, I mean, why wouldn't you succeed? If, if Sean Payton, you know what I'm saying, one of the best play callers in, in the NFL, if you have him on the sidelines as a coordinator, why wouldn't you succeed? So I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly, like, it, it's hard to decide or determine who's a real legit play caller when you have a legendary head coach who's calling plays throughout the game. I ain't saying Eric Bieniemy don't deserve a chance, but until I actually see like maybe him on his own and seeing that he's actually calling plays on his own, just like Pete Carmichael, like everybody, you know, man, Pete put up 400 and some odd yards. I was like that too. I'm going to say it again. I'm taking accountability. I was putting that stat out there too, but we had to also look at who was the quarterback at the time. Like who's putting this, this offense in a position to succeed. So, you know, Pete Carmichael throughout his 16 years as, you know, a member of the New Orleans Saints staff, he always had buffers. He had he had Sean Payton as a buffer, and he had Drew Brees as a buffer. So, you know, they can make him look just as good as they want him to look, just as bad as they want him to look. Cool Sports Poem, thank you very much for 999. Says, I don't want to be harsh because I like DA. I think I already read this, but, uh, yeah. I'm going to throw it down a little bit. I'm a, and Michael, thank you very much for the $5. Says offense is uh, offense too predictable. Taysom comes in the game. It's a run play. I haven't seen one trick play installed or reverse flea flicker or something. Well, I mean, that will happen when you're not even really into the game because you got all these doggone three and outs. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to uh, look at this team, uh, it's hard for me to look at this team and, um, you know, decide like, okay, why aren't they, you know, why aren't they doing this? Because for the most part, they're not even really going through their offensive scheme. They're not even really going through it because they, they all these three and outs. TJ, the biggest mistake that people made this year with the Saints is uh, on uh, the estimate how bad the offensive line was bad. Look, I don't know. I just think that, look. I think that if you got the right quarterback, you can still make up for having a trash offensive line. Like the Buccaneers offensive line is trash. Um, Minnesota Vikings offensive line is trash. But, you know, your quarterback has to be able to get the ball out of out their hands. You know what I'm saying? Like if sometimes like I think we expecting like offensive lines to look like the Great Wall of Dallas. You know, like <laughs> So, like that was such an amazing offensive line. A heck, you know, what I'm saying offensive line of the uh, of the Super Bowl uh, championship Saints team, right? Jamai Bushrod, Jonathan Goodwin, uh, Jari Evans. You know, what I'm saying Zach Streif. I mean, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Like th- those, those some, those some maulers right there. You know, what I'm saying like so. Everybody not gonna have that offensive line. Everybody ain't gonna have that luxury, you know. But it, it's up to the quarterback to be able to get the ball out their hands quickly and make quick decisions in order to help that offensive line like if you look at the offensive line yesterday they didn't look bad like honestly i feel like that was probably one of the best games they played this past season but it was because andy dolan was getting that ball out of his hand so sometimes if the offensive line is trash and they terrible and they're not looking good hey man you got to throw that ball you know what i'm saying you got to get that ball up out of there a uh, great wrestling analogy about the creative brain trust uh we try we try, man. TJ, I think since we uh, went and got Jameis, the best thing we can do 
uh, we have did next was give Leftwich a shot at offensive coordinator. Look, I don't, I don't know, man, because I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, and I'm still not really sold on it. Look, I, I don't like. I think to me, I think the Saints need to do what the Green Bay Packers did, what the Minnesota Vikings did, what the Miami Dolphins did. Just just hire a guy who was a part of a coaching staff, an offensive minded coach. You know, to it, I'm, I, like all this if Dennis don't pan out. Okay, I, I want to put that disclaimer out there. If it don't pan out with Dennis, to bring somebody in that's young, that's that's innovative, that's no nonsense. And you know what I'm saying, be able to help your team. Like I like to me, I, I want to give somebody a chance that you know that that's been around the league, probably young. Um, you know that that got some fresh ideas, and it's gonna hold people accountable. You know that that's the way. That's what I I would want. You know I don't know if I I mean I don't know if it'll come in the form of the enemy, but you know some maybe somebody on the the Rams staff, maybe somebody uh like hell. You know, this may sound crazy, but maybe somebody like Joe Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a really good offensive mind. But my biggest issue with him is, you know, my biggest issue would be with him is, like, how would he be able to control a team? You know what I'm saying? But he got that offense of, that, of the Buffalo Bills looking really good. So, yeah, somebody like that. Like, I, I would question, like, how Joe Brady would be as a head coach, but – He's been with the New Orleans Saints before. You know what I'm saying? He's familiar. You know what I'm saying? The people within the organization know him. So somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like that's on to come up. Uh, and I think around, you know what I'm saying, him being in, within the organization like the Buffalo Bills with Sean McDermott, uh, you know, as the head coach and, and you know, some of the other coaches around there who are probably going to get opportunities. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody like uh, Joe Brady as the head coach. You know, but I would question like what he be able to, what he be able to handle the day to day operations. Offensively, I think they'll be good. You know, uh, I like Murray though. Need Kamara and Mike T back and let Andy work uh, with the full crew. Then we can see. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure Michael Thomas will be back. I think that that would just they just set him out a week for precaution. I don't think that this is gonna be like you know a, a lingering thing. I think he's gonna play. Uh, this Sunday versus the Seahawks. Uh, but, I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see if this thing will work. But the Saints need to, whatever going on, they need to go ahead and get it together. Uh, to me, this is a must-win versus Seattle. If you don't if you don't beat the Seattle Seahawks, number one, um, this will be the second team that is, you know, terrible. It's not, very, it's not very good, and you end up losing to. So if you're losing to two of the worst teams, when you look at Carolina and then you look at Seattle, yeah, you know what I'm saying? When they say what you are, what your record uh, says. So if you lose to two of the worst teams in the league, I mean, what does that make you? DA doesn't work the sidelines like Sean did. He just sits there. Uh, hey, TJ, I know Dalton played good, but to be honest, he should have had three turnovers. He did get away with two interceptions that was dropped. Your thoughts? Well, look, I just think that we, we shouldn't evaluate quarterbacks with a fine two comb. There are going to be some times where, you know, you throw the ball into harm's way and it can get intercepted. I mean, I've seen it with some of the greats, right? I mean, even with Drew Brees, there were times where he should have had one or two interceptions in the game. It happens, you know. Sometimes you just got to count your blessings and cut your losses. Uh, but I don't I don't think that's an indication of what type of quarterback that, that he is. You know, guys are going to make mistakes. 
And sometimes they'll throw the ball into harm's way. But luckily, it didn't turn into three turnovers. And I don't want to judge a guy based on that because, I mean, for the most part, I think he played really well. And I think we even if you didn't want him to succeed for some apparent reason, you got to give him credit. I mean, the offense looked good. He he ran it. It seemed like he had a control of the offense. It seemed like the players responded to him. He, he put the ball in the hands of the guys to make plays, and that's all you can ask for. Uh, I like Murray, though. Need Kamara and Mike T back and let Andy work. Already read that one. Murray is better than Ingram. Well, he was on yesterday. Notice the Vikings uh, weren't uh, zero blitz in Dalton because he can move. You guys are still in it, though. Yeah, I mean, look, the Saints are only one game back. If you beat the Seattle uh, Seahawks, then you put yourself in a better position, especially being an NFC opponent. Uh, but, man, you you got to go on some some type of streak. All right? You got two straight home games that's coming up. Really, technically, you're supposed to have three, but whatever. Um, this is your opportunity to be able to right the ship, baby, get back to 500. You got two straight home games. So you got the crowd cheering and loud and all that kind of stuff there. So hopefully that stuff can pay dividends for the New Orleans Saints and make it very complicated for teams that's coming in. But they got to be able to get it together. They hired DA because they got all the pieces to win. Now that's why they didn't start to rebuild. Look, I understand the decision, but at this particular point, as of today, you're wondering to yourself, was it the right decision? Hopefully history will tell us that it was, but as of right now, it don't look like it was the right decision to make. I'd rather see consistency and chain movement over deep shots and interceptions. So for me, it's Dalton. Look, I just want to see consistency <clears throat> on both sides of the football. If I can have that, then I'll be okay. Just promote the guy who is probably going to be the OC, Ronald Curry. What would you promote him to? Like your offensive coordinator? I don't know, man. Like I, to me, to me, I don't feel like it's an easy, it's an easy fix. And I don't, to me, I don't think that it is going to involve somebody that's within the organization right now. I, I, I think that I understand, man. A lot of people are afraid of change. We don't like change because it's like you're you're saying something, right? We're rebuilding, but sometimes you just got to do that. You just got to do it. Uh, I think Joe Brady and Pete would be good. Teams always hire tough coaches after uh, player coaches are fired and vice versa. Next coach will be a real head knocker. Yeah, I mean, you you need somebody that's going to hold these guys accountable. Because I feel like these guys are a little bit too relaxed for me, you know. Don't like don't seem like, you know, you have that like that that point of emphasis anymore. You know, like it, it seemed like these guys were like had a sense of urgency. I don't see that. I don't see sense of urgency. I I in some cases, man, I don't even really see passion. I just see it's almost like they like they droids or something like that. Like they just out there, like just walking around, just basically doing stuff without any rhyme or reason. Uh, I'm gonna read a few more and then I'm gonna get up out of here, folks. Uh, I got uh, go to a meeting in a few minutes. It says uh, I knew this was going to be a long season when we traded away CJ to the Eagles for peanuts. It said that we should have. Uh, be looking forward to getting back to the dome for some home cooking and good vibes, but we lose there too now. Yeah, man, the Saints are not good at home. And um that that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Saints don't play good at home for some reason. I knew okay, I already read that. Yeah, Sean Payton went on five with no uh no talent at all last year. Uh Jameis ran the ball last year. This year he's not. That's the difference. Yes, yeah, being able to scramble out of pocket 
when you're under the rest, it does help. Then it's too passive and it's rubbing off on the players. Yeah, you got a lot of players that just out there just passive. And maybe they feel like, you know, you don't have that drill sergeant approach like Sean Payton had. It's kind of like, you know, you kind of lenient laying in the sun. You know what I'm saying? You know how those commercials be with the corona, laying back in the, in the beach chair, you know, have a corona. That's kind of like how I feel. Like, but you know, I'm getting paid anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting all this money. So, you know, we lost, but it is what it is. There's no level of accountability. Deontay Harden needs to be Deontay Harris again. Deontay Harden uh, or Deontay Harris, whatever one you want to be, needs to be on the bench. Like, to me, if you don't have another kick returner back there next week, like, I'm questioning I'm questioning you as a head coach. Or at least, like, if I'm not hearing the practice from reporters, like, you had Rashid Shaheed returning um, kicks. Or you you had uh, Marquez Calloway returning kicks. Like, I don't, if I don't see that, then... I'm, I'm questioning you even more. Well, TJ, at least Tulane and LSU are four and one. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a positive thing. Uh, when will Jameis be fully healthy? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe in a few weeks he'll be healthy, but I don't think it's it's gonna happen next week. Uh, sit Jameis for three more games to rest, and then watch him cook. Uh, bring up Merritt. Yeah, that's a good one too. As as a kick returner, yeah, that's a good one. I bet you he'll play with passion. Uh, Deontay Hardy has a, has officially checked out. Yeah, I don't like what I'm seeing. The body language is not good. It's like I don't give a you know what, and it, it hurts me to say this because I like the dude a lot, man. He he good he good people. He a really good he a really good guy. But I mean, come on, man, you can't be pouting on the sidelines. Can't be pouting on the sidelines. Uh, you can't be lax with grown men. You have to be firm with respect and coach. Everyone and everything to the least common denominator. Too 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 laid back for me. Too laid back uh, interviews. Too robotic for me. Like I'm serious, man. I, I was going back and I was looking at the Saints' losses press conference. I, I promise you, you you can basically uh, you can basically you wouldn't know the press conference from week two to the one he had on yesterday. It's the same stuff. We're gonna clean it up. Uh, you know, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, you know, we had opportunities here. We're almost there. Like, man, come on, man. What, what are we doing here? Like, man, people want results at the end of the day. People don't want to hear about how, how, what you're going to do, you know, especially like when you keep on talking about it, you know, like that's, that's I'm telling you, man, like nobody want to hear this. Like no, nobody want to hear what you're going to do. People want to see it happen, especially like you keep on losing over and over again. Then it's just going to become background noise because nobody believes what you're saying. So hopefully, you know, all this this well-wishing and good talking and blame pleasantries, all that kind of stuff can equate into some wins. Because right now, you know, as a Saints fan, man, I'm, I'm very discouraged about what I see. I'm very discouraged. I'm very discouraged about the body language of the team, uh, the lack of accountability, because I can I can easily say it's, there's no accountability because it keep on happening. It keep on happening, man, over and over again. And um Man, some something's got to change. Like something's got to change. Who that nation? It's gonna be a long season. It's gonna be a long season, man. And look, I can look. If the Saints don't pan out, they don't make the playoffs. I would be okay with that as long as they. I feel like they're trying and they're putting their best foot forward. Like last year, they just didn't have the horses in the barn. Like fifty-seven different starting rotations. You can kind of understand that, but still, they were there at the end. Like they fought to the very end. But this time it just seems like it's just a bunch of guys that just out there 
that just, okay, I got my bread. It is what it is. But there's no, no accountability. I mean, and this is the year where you should be able to do something. You should be able to go out there and, and handle your business. I mean, the NFC is wide open. There is no dominant team in the NFC, none. So this could, be, this could have been your year where you can really impose your will. But instead, you know, it just seems like to me like guys are just, you know, happy with being out there. Oh, I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm tweaking. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I tweak this a little bit. Oh, okay, man. You look, you ain't got to practice today. We're going to take it light on you. You know, like, I don't know about this right here. Okay, man, we're going to sit you out for a couple. Like, come on, man. Like, what, what are we doing here? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know the severity of this, but it just seemed like to me like it, it's just too laid back around the Saints organization right now. It's like, oh, I don't feel – I don't, those, I used to have this teacher. I, don't, I won't say a name. I won't say a name. But when I was in college, you know, I, I took this uh, drama class, and um, this lady will have class, and somebody will just yell out, "You know, uh, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like doing this today." I had like a real, I had a real tough test in psychology. It was tough, man. I don't really feel like having class today. Can we have class ne- next day? And the teacher be like. Well, y'all don't feel like it? Nah, not really. Okay, well, just read chapter one, two, and three. Did we read one, two, and three? No. No, we did not. And we used that over and over again, and I couldn't tell you what we learned in that class. Seriously. That's that's kind of how it feels. It, I, I feel like I'm back in my junior year at Jackson State University and going into that classroom, and just somebody just yelled out, oh, I don't feel like doing this today. Okay, y'all can go, y'all can go back to y'all dorm room. Or y'all can just read this chapter right here. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like to me. It just feels like guys just, you know, just running over this cake, you know, and I get it. Okay. You're a player's coach, but (laughs) man, this ain't working, bro. Like this ain't, this ain't working right here, man. This ain't working. And CJ attitude may be the story of what was to come. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, we only one game back in NFC South. All is not dead. Yeah, all is isn't dead. But come on, man. We man, we got a got a lot of fire under somebody or something. Man, this this is frustrating, man. It's frustrating when you got all this talent and it's not working out. We're out of our avatars laughing. It's hilarious because we're the Jets. Yeah, we we looking very Jets like. You know, I can't even say we're looking Jets like. Once again, the Jets got a better record than the Saints right now. I hate to even say Jalen Hurts balling. Yeah, he definitely is. TJ always goes on one right before he gets to my comment. Then he always strolls the way down and skips mine. I feel like uh, the nerdy kid that nobody wants to play uh, with at recess. Uh, man, I'm sorry, man. I apologize because I'm – I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's strolling. This thing strolls, like, real fast. And sometimes, like, I click on somebody and then – like 10 more, you know what I'm saying? Like a bounce back up. So I apologize for that, man. It's not that I'm, I'm ignoring you. It's, man, these uh, comments be jumping. And like I said, like I click on one, for example, and then stroll, 10 of like stroll back, you know, stroll up. A player's coach doesn't work. Uh, the coach needs to be assertive and take advantage. I agree with that. You know, I agree with that. It's about having accountability. Uh, second that comment, we're only a game back. Like I said, I, I I understand all this, but they they gotta, man, they they gotta they have a sense of urgency right now. And like I said, I I mean I believe, I believe they got the talent to be able to get out the situation. But 
I mean, I'm just questioning the coaching in tough situations. I want to say Chosen probably said this a couple months back when they hired Dennis Allen. He said, I believe in Dennis Allen. He said, but he said, my biggest concern is, you know, in certain situations, like what are they doing in certain situations and how he'll be able to handle those situations. That, that was a good point right there. Like in certain situations, I just feel like he, he just kind of, you know, he begin out coached. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, man, he's just not holding these guys accountable. I, I don't know. We ain't dead, but we're starting to attract some flies. <laughs> I like that. I like that right there. We have all the stars and look like the bad news bears of the NFL. I hope I don't have to pull out the paper bag. I don't care how bad things get. There ain't no paper bag going on my head. Dude, you did it again, and you had my comment on the screen. What are you talking about? I, I read the comment. Did you say the same thing? Okay. Let's see. Anything and everything is a step down from Sean Payton. He's the greatest offensive coach of all time. And uh, we have a defensive head coach. It's going to take the offense a while to find yeah, their footing. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely missing Sean Payton, but that's not an excuse, okay? Because they hired Dennis Allen because they felt like he would be able to pick up, you know, the, the banner and carry it along with him, you know? And that's not working out right now. Please give us the DA uh, bad chick walk uh, we need today, TJ. Uh, no, nah, he, he don't deserve for me to play that, seriously. Unless, until he do something, we're gonna put that on hold. Okay. That, you know, that that's uh that's reserved for if the Saints are winning games or they're doing something positive. You know, he don't deserve to come across the screen right now for us to, you know, uh see him walk for our amusement and pleasure. You know, so if he do something, then I'll play it. But right now it, it nah, it's not worth it. Uh we playing like the Aints, and I'm not happy about it. Three chunk plays to uh, get the Vikings in field goal range yesterday, shaking my head. You're right. I hate his demeanor, D.A. He doesn't seem to have their respect. And remember you saying he uh, sounds like Peyton in a press conference and more and more you look at uh, he does need his own identity. Even what he said yesterday, he was like, maybe we ask him the wrong people to do something. I mean, how many times have we seen Sean Peyton say that over and over again when things ain't going right or the Saints on a losing streak? Copy and paste. TJ, are you a fan of B-Ball too? If so, uh, who's your uh, squad? Look, I, I don't, I'm not a real big fan of basketball, but I'm always root for the home team. I'm always going to root for the Pelican. And I'm kind of a casual NBA uh, fan. You know, I watch it like during the playoffs and, and the finals, to be honest, which I know what's going on. Like I know players, I know, you know, who winning, who, what the standings are and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger football fan than basketball uh alpha being coached by betas rich uh rules thank you very much for the two dollars da needs to get on indeed and look for a new offensive coordinator sean payton coming back next year i'm gonna speak into existence i'm gonna be honest uh sean payton ain't coming back to the saints and if the saints fail i'm gonna be I, I i will go even deeper um if if the saints fail and it don't pan out and they have a bad record i can see sean payton sitting out again because i'm telling you a lot of people left Sean Payton. Like when Sean Payton left, a lot of people look at Sean Payton. No man, get yourself well, coach. Happy, you know what I'm saying? Make yourself happy. Go do TV. Get yourself right. But I'm telling you, if Sean Payton comes back to coaching, when it seems like the Saints need him most, and he goes somewhere else, people gonna turn on. Him. And and like I said, don't tell me that 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 they not because we see uh, fans turning on players 
like that. So I'm telling you, if Sean Payton comes back to coaching next year and the Saints are struggling and they're coming off a struggling season, they get rid of Dennis Allen or something, and he goes coach somebody else, I'm telling you, man, they're, they're going to have a lot of people in New Orleans that going to dislike that man. So I feel like if the Saints fail, I think he might sit out again. You know, because I, I I don't think he wants to coach the Saints again. I, I don't. I think he wants a new challenge, and that's well within his rights. I do not think he wants to coach the Saints again. You know, I mean, that, that's just my honest opinion. Man, I'm sure it was a lot of coaches that wanted to coach this team. We had it together. Now it feels like it's just falling apart. Uh, we might have too many stars on our team to please. Nah, I don't believe that. Y'all didn't say all that when the Saints shut out Tampa on uh, Bay 9 to nothing. Uh, man, Alvin Kamara be playing like he don't care no more. <laughs> I guess Sean ain't have the off uh, the defense respect when we gave up more yards in history years back. Nah, we just ain't have talent on that side. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I no, I feel no, I feel like this. When it came to that, uh when it came to that defense, I don't feel like they ain't had the respect. I feel like the reason why the Saints didn't have a good defense was because Sean was too doggone stubborn. He he had all those guys that was a part of his coaching staff for years, and he developed friendships with those guys, and it was hard for him to like let those guys go. And I think that that was what was holding the team back. But finally, around 2016, probably when Drew was like, man, I'm thinking about retiring. Man, some things need to change because of the locker room at that particular time. And that is when he decided to make the change. That's when he decided to try to change some things around, uh, you know, bring in Dennis Allen, uh, bring in, you know, saying new members of the coaching staff. He brought in Mike Nolan for the linebackers. That's when you start to see a change in the defense from the Saints. So I think a lot of that had to do with Sean Payton getting in his own way, you know, him not being able to uh, get rid of his friends and, and and allowing those guys to just, you know, go somewhere else. You know, I think that a lot of the defensive struggles that we had was Sean Payton's own doing. Uh, I like to see Pete get replaced with one of the Kyle Shanahan disciples. Imagine running the offense with uh, Kamara and Taysom. Yeah, that that would be great. Uh, but I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, I ask that you hit the like button on your way out. 317 people watching this right now. Uh, I ask that you hit the like button. If you have not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And uh, have a good day. You know, uh, we're also a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Make sure that y'all check that out. And you can follow me on Twitter at T-J-A-Y Jones 8. And, um, you know, also I want to give a special shout out to, uh, you know, everybody that hits me up in inboxes, uh, me and, you know, always like sending me like certain things. And I, I want to make something, I want to make something very clear before I go. Um, and this is probably going to be the last time, you know, that I, I address this. Um, if you don't want to hear it, then find me. I understand. But, you know, it seemed like to me, you know, <laughs> people have been sending me like, inboxes of you know people you know having like disparaging remarks about me or you know saying all these things and you know I I don't look at that as an insult I I don't I look at it as a blessing because 
we rolling up on like the f- anniversary of the first episode that I ever done of this show. You know, we rolling up on it. Um, and I can remember like when I first did a show, I probably had like four people watch this. And now it's like we're we're almost at 10,000 subscribers here. And I understand like what comes with that. I understand like, you know, when God blesses you, um, you know, sometimes, you know, people have like no issues about that. But when you put on a full armor of God, there's nobody that can destroy you. So, you know, I anybody that's, you know, said anything negative or, you know, done anything negative, like, man, you have all the blessings in the world, you know what I'm saying, coming your way. Seriously, you know what I'm saying? But I would rather you, you know what I'm saying, focus on the talents that God have given you more so than focusing on me. You know, like that that's just what it is. I'd rather you do that because you're doing your your audience a disservice. You're doing yourself a disservice. You know, because people log on to your channels or they they look at your comments because they want to get your information. So don't spend it like wasting your time on somebody like me. You know what I'm saying? Focus on, you know, things that you can do to make your channel better, to, uh, to make your comments better. And I understand that sometimes like when you see a person, you know, doing it and you probably have like, you know, saying a certain level of, you know, of certain reservations about it. Like, man, what make him so special? What make I, Like, I couldn't tell you that. You know, I, I couldn't tell you that. But I, tell, I guarantee you the same things that that God has done to make me special. He's put some things inside of you to make you special as well. So I would just ask that people just use those special talents that God give you not to try to discredit anybody or hurt anybody, but to make yourself better, make yourself stronger and and, and stay consistent. And, you know, I, I hope that everybody, you know, achieves the dreams that they want to have. But um, as for me, you know, there, there's nothing that a person can write about me. And I'm, I'm just saying this to people that, that send me this stuff. There's nothing a person can say about me that will destroy me. Because once again, you know, I put on a full armor of God and God has blessed me. I got a family, you know, saying as long as my wife loves me, as long as my son is fine, as long as my family fine, I don't care about anything that people are talking about. You know, I, I really don't. I love what I do. There's not a person in this world that can discourage me from doing what I'm doing. And I find it funny because once again, there was a time when nobody watched what I was doing or nobody was like binding to what I was doing. But you know what? I didn't give up. And I'm encouraging people to take the type of energy that they have and to build in something that's positive in their life. And that's the last time I'm going to speak about this. You know, I, I wish everybody all the luck in the world for all the people that, you know, may have been inspired by by this podcast, by starting their own podcast from people that probably, you know, saying like get different ideas. You know, I'm, I'm happy that. I can do something like that, you know, to be able to give people a little level, um, level of inspiration because a lot of you don't even realize how much you're inspiring me, you know? So that's, that's the way I feel about it. So hopefully everybody, uh, you know, uh, understands that it is it, pointless. Like I appreciate you all looking out for me and, you know what I'm saying? Showing me love and letting me know what's going on, but man, I don't, I don't care about that stuff. What I care about, is giving you all quality content. What I care about is making sure that we do the best that we possibly can to help this channel grow. 
And as long as the people that support me and, and continue to watch this show like what they see, then I'm fine. All right. And for those, like, once again, for those that are starting out, uh, I, I'd rather you like take that energy and put into your podcast because there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of energy that's being built there. But, uh, <laughs> but if you take that energy, like that frustration and put it into like what you're actually doing, then, you know, the sky's the limit for you. Ryan, another screw uh, job out of rails. Watched it again. Who that? Uh, we should be tied uh, with the Bucks in the division. Just saying. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm over these uh, referees. I'm over these referees. Y'all already know how I feel. It'll sound like a rerun. Man, TJ, you the best. Forget the trolls. When you're in public, do uh, anybody come approach you? I doubt it. So let them troll. Much love. Yeah, look, man, I ain't concerned about that. Uh, let's see. Saints, Buck, Falcons could be quite a competitive division. Thank you, Malcolm TJ tells the truth. Yeah, man, look, like I said, um, that that kind of stuff don't concern me. I just wanted to address that because I don't know, man. I'm like the last couple of days, it's like people just been sending me stuff, man. Look, man, they, they going at you. Like, what's what's going on here? Like, okay, you know, is uh is it Ashley going at me? That's my wife's name. You know, is it Paxton going at me? Is, is my mama going at me? No, you know. I mean, these are people that know me from a camera, but they don't know me as as a person, you know. And as long as the people that you know that matters to me, they happy. As long as you all are happy, that that stuff don't bother me, man. I just wanted to make that be known. So, shouts out to everybody that send that information, but mm, it, it's pointless. And for those that uh, you know, creating the content, man, continue to make the content and. Make sure that you uh, your channels grow, you know, but always focus on always make your, yourself in a commentary to start a show, not somebody else. But thank you so much. Uh, once again, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that like button if you enjoy the show. Um, and also uh, want to give a special shout out to uh, everybody um, that, <laughs> that got up early yesterday morning uh, for the pregame show and uh, was a part of it. So shout out to you. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, probably if not this evening, we'll be back tomorrow and we'll do a, um, we'll open up the phone lines. I couldn't do it today because of the soundboard. Uh, if I get a chance and everything goes the way I think it's going to go, then I'll do a show tonight and, uh, I'll, I'll take phone calls there and we can be able to, you know, hear from the who that nation till next time. All I got to say is who that. <laughs>